God says, my girls will know what to do when they know who they are. Welcome to Equipped with a Crown, where we discover who we are and are empowered to step into our destiny. Join us, Christy Joy, Kat, and Michelle, as we explore our kingdom identity through real conversations. Well, welcome everybody to Equipped with a Crown. My name is Christy Joy McPherson. I'm here with Kat. And guys, we have an incredible honor today. I'm so excited to introduce to you Papa Leif Hetland. <laughs> we are so good to have you. I can't even believe it. Like, honestly, it is such an honor to have you. And so, Kat, you're going to share a little bit right now about your your bio mm-hmm. and who you are, and then we've got some questions for you. Come on. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Leif Hetland impacts the lives of global leaders, executives, and ministers as a transformational life coach. Leif is the president of Global Mission Awareness, and he ministers globally, bringing an impartation of God's love healing, and apostolic authority through a paradigm of kingdom family. A forerunner in modern-day missions, Leif has brought the gospel into some of the most spiritually dark areas of the world. Over one million souls have been saved through his ministry. He has written numerous books, including his bestsellers, Called to Reign, Giant Slayers, Seeing Through Heaven's Eyes, and Healing the Orphan Spirit. Mm. Leif and his wife, Jennifer, reside just outside Atlanta, Georgia, USA, where they continue to touch countless lives through their ministry. Come on. And Leif, we're just so excited that you're here today. Thank you so much for joining us and Uh, sitting down and having a conversation with us. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. You're also, I hear, getting your doctorate. Tell us about this. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, it's... uh, I actually was invited with uh, Dr. Randy Clark when him and Tom Jones were about to start about 15 years ago, the first one. And then there were some health issues. I ended up with a surgery. And three other times we were trying to do it. It was not that I had a desire because I have an honorary doctorate degree and I have another one. So it was not like I needed a title, but it was more uh, some of the things that I think I've done as a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Can you coming in and document and can you eventually being able to, uh, it's part of a legacy because yeah. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing that for the next generation that I cannot yet see. Mm-hmm. So I knew that was part of my heart, but it's been a, I'm, I'm now starting to see the end line, but I'm honest to say it was about a couple of years I almost threw in the towel and, mm. and because it's been hard to be on the road full time, travel around yeah. the world, just even to have Wi-Fi and just to add. When you have a 100-hour week or 80-hour week to add 20, 30 hours on the top of it, I, I just didn't know how challenging. But now I can dream and I can see the finish line, mm. so it's exciting. So you're dreaming again. I'm dreaming again, yes. You're dreaming again. Yeah. We have a story about that. Yeah. We can talk about that later. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. Hey, Kat, I think you had some questions about his family. Yeah, we want to hear about your family. We know your wife is Jennifer. Christy Joy actually really wonders about her with the Southern piece. So we were wondering, how does a Norwegian guy and a Southern girl meet and get married? (laughs) That that is a loaded question. (laughs) I was traveling with a repertory theater company. Uh, yes. as, as an actor and then we did performances and her father was a Southern Baptist pastor in a large Southern Baptist church okay. and that's where we did a performance on a Sunday night and then one of the girls who traveled in, in the group with me was from Chile, South America mm. and they, my wife spoke a little bit Spanish before she was my wife and Anyway, so Jennifer and her started to speak Spanish, and eventually said, hey, what are you doing? And Jennifer says, no, I'm not doing any specific right now. And it ended up me doing an interview with her, and that started our process. She has a very nice dramatized version out of that, but to make the story (laughs) short, 11 months afterwards, we did uh, get married, and a year after that, again, we had our first son, and so the the rest, and now we have four amazing kids, yeah. So we've been married for over 34 years, so here you have a Southern Baptist that... Uh, and then you have a Norwegian Viking, so different personality, different culture, different everything else. You can imagine that we've had a very exciting 34 years together. Yes. 
Yeah. It's amazing that, yeah, you have survived this 34 years, and she is spirit-filled as a Southern Baptist, right? Yeah, well, actually, the fun part was that it was probably about 14 years before she became spirit-filled. So even when we had renewal meetings after Randy prayed for me, so I had meetings and she was with me. Everybody's on the floor and spirit-filled, and my own wife that was there had not experienced. So we had a, quite a few years that was very, very interesting wow. yeah. in regard to, I mean, why has that happened to all of them? I don't feel anything. And, but one day I was in Cuba and I came home and she had an encounter with the Holy Spirit and just, yeah, it was, it was so sweet. So good. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. Now you have another generation coming, right? We Tell are, us. We are so, so excited. Our second youngest. Actually, it's her birthday today. Happy um, birthday, Courtney. She's 30 years yay. old. And she's uh, now, ex uh, we're expecting our first granddaughter in Norway. Oh, so she and her God. husband, Vergar, who's a Norwegian. So the two youngest live in Norway and the two oldest are still in the Atlanta area mm -hmm. with us. So in, in our area. So yeah. So anyway, so we... Uh, or trying to find out how we're going to reorganize our life, oh, sure. reprioritizing. I actually got a puppy, a little dog, and I have not been a big dog person uh, because I always traveled. But during COVID, when everything shut down, I got me a little Boston Terrier, Aww. and I started to love on that dog, and the dog loved on me. And, and it's kind of strange. Sometimes I call home and ask, hey, how was my dog? And my wife says, why don't you ask me how I'm doing? All so, right. <laughs> But I knew that dog was going to be a forerunner for granddaughter. So I told my kids, hey, listen, you, you need to work on some intimacy thing here because mm. I, I say, if you see how I treat this dog, imagine how it's going to be when I get a grandchild. Oh, my and goodness. And now it seems like that's going to be a reality. She's wow. almost eight months pregnant right now. So. Oh wow. Yeah. That's so exciting. So before the end of the year. Before the end of the year, yes. Yeah, so. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Uh, so Jennifer's come, my wife is going to be okay. there for the whole month, and I'm coming in pretty much around the due date. So okay. my goal is to be there right after the child is born. We are in the Philippines right before. So, okay. yeah. Wow. So I'm that's, excited. That's so exciting. That's yeah. so fun. I didn't know that you had a theater background yeah. background as well. I told you just we were just talking a few minutes ago um, before the podcast because I knew that Jennifer kind of does. Mm -hmm. um, did you know that when I first came to Denver in 2011, I don't think I've ever told you this story. This is kind of funny. I was just rediscovering myself. Who is Christy Joy? What do I like? And those kinds of things. And I used to love being in musicals. And so I looked on in the paper, I think it was a paper online somewhere, and there was a company that was looking for young girls, and I had the twins. Uh, they were 10 at the time. No, they were 12 at the time. And they were looking for women and young girls. Well, I ended up getting the lead role oh my. of a musical called The Princess Pages, and I played... A redneck fairy godmother oh my goodness. who took a little girl on a journey to become a princess when in the end she realizes she already is. And God told me, this was my, this was my first time coming into Denver. He said, this is your new story. This is your story. Wow. I am showing you who you are. And you're going to turn around one day, and you're going to do the same for women. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Wow. And you carry identity, and yes. you carry love yes. like nobody else. So we're, you know, just, it's such an honor, again, just to have you here and to talk, have this talk. Because um, I think that the one thing that we want to do in this in this role as leading women's ministry at Bridgeway, but we feel like it's a regional call. And even beyond that, we want to see women rise up into the fullness of their identity in God and reflect His glory on this earth in their own unique ways. And so we want each one to be equipped with a crown, mm. you know, knowing who they are and reflecting uh, His image on this earth. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> I like oh, that. Oh, so wow. good. Yes. Yeah. And that's the perfect segue because we were talking about the family anointing that you have on your life, it's so evident, just that Papa's heart that you carry. And we're really curious about the first time you encountered Papa's heart and mm. his love. Now, I think I've, I've been on a journey because many of you know that when Dr. Randy Clark, I was a Baptist pastor, he prayed for me. And uh, during that time period when the impartation took place, uh, I didn't realize I had so much of an orphan heart mm. because I had gone from being a prodigal son to become oh. a prodigal brother. 
So I had gone from rebellion in my teenage life, got gloriously saved, healed, yeah. delivered. But then in the next moment, because of what Jesus has done for me, I, I'm going to serve him. I'm going to live for him. Mm -hmm. And so the, the motivation was good, but it was still coming from a place of a, a orphan heart. Mm -hmm. It is what I'm doing for God instead of mm -hmm. from God. Mm -hmm. It's what, how I, I'm living for love, because in the orphan heart, if you do, then you will have, then you will become. And I just wanted to find out. So the journey was through a lot of brokenness, broken neck, broken back as I started to travel. And by in December of 99, I had seen a half a million people say 300,000 people healed, but I was not able to do anything. So I'd had a, emotionally, physically, I'm sitting in a wheelchair, opiates, pain medication. So it was just one storm after the other that just led wow. to, I still remember the day, I'm not able to do. And when your whole value system is what you do and you're not able to do anything, mm -hmm. you don't have a value any longer. Wow. And that led to the meeting where I got kicked out of the denomination, where it seems like we're going to lose it all. So it was both spiritually, emotionally, physically, in every area. It was like a bankruptcy in mm -hmm. the middle of it. And then in the middle of all of that, uh, a man that became our spiritual father, he called and said, hey, would you come to the son's meeting? Okay. And a group of us was there. And a man named Dennis Jernigan was playing the piano. I love Dennis Jernigan. Yeah, and Dennis Jernigan. was playing in it. There was about 100 of us in this room. And he said, hey, I have this song for you. This is for you, Leif Hatlin. Come up. Wow. And he didn't know me. And so I came up and I stood there. And it was a song from Papa called the Daddy Song that he wrote. And as he started to sing that over me, I stood and suddenly there was a wave of love that came and then the second wave of love and then the third and eventually I went down on my knees and, and it took me back because when my mom carried me she had a surgery and so she had fear for the last months that she carried me and when I was 12 years old there was this man that tried to attack me and tear off my clothes and that led to trauma and so both fear, shame and guilt had been part of even now after serving Jesus being successful and having everything you can imagine in that world but in the orphan world you're getting a lot of applaud but now, because of this beautiful setup from God that you can't do anything and when your whole value system is, if you do, you have, you become. And this liquid love came in and I eventually for two hours just was bathed in the Father's love and then there was an audible voice from heaven. So I knew Jesus, especially as a good Baptist, then I knew the Holy Spirit when Randy Clark prayed and they've always been there. But getting the experience or not, but this time I met Papa God. Wow. And uh, I could have talked about the fatherhood of God and all the concept, but I met Papa and he became my father. Mm -hmm. And an audible voice from heaven says, Leif, you're my, and you're my <gasps> beloved. You're my beloved son. Not servant, not apostle, not mm -hmm. missionary, not doctor, no. Mm -hmm. You're my beloved son. I love you and I am well pleased with you. So when I heard the word, please, would you, something went to the <laughs> deepest root of the orphan in me. I'm a son, a father yes. love. I mean, all these years I've been out there plowing, being out on the field trying to get this thing yeah. you know, all the way. I already had an A plus before I did anything. Oh my goodness, right. So why would I live from pressure when I can live from my father's pleasure? He's already well pleased with me before I do anything. Mm -hmm. And it started a journey and a process and everything changed from how I read from Genesis to Revelation. Even my theology mm -hmm. about women changed mm -hmm. because it, back in those days. So every aspect of me changed. And I mean... I'm talking about a process. Yeah, it sure. started to change. But I had, a, I had new lenses on because now how I was seeing Papa God and then how he was seeing me had to do with how I was seeing the world. Right. And I was going to the Muslim world before Islam was a problem. Now it's a promise. Before you treated people based upon their history, now their destiny. Yes. Because that's how the yes. Father treats me. Yes. So he took up the old label and put a new label in and I got me a new identity mm. and I was looking up. Then I could look in. Then I could look out. Then I could look forward. And this transformation started. And I got to learn to be a son of Papa God, but also Papa Jack. And we started that. And in that process, I started to growing in and eventually also becoming a papa because sons and daughters become fathers and mothers. And yes. that's been that process. And I think the second part of that journey for me was that there was still something missing later on that God dealt with. And that was, I still didn't love me the way that he loves me. Mm. Wow. And what does good. that look for anyone? Because I knew how much he loved me. And I experiencing that, but I went to another process where mm. I loved the world well, and I loved, I received the right. love from Papa, and I just wanted to 
But he says, Leif, it is time for you to love you the way that I love you. And until each one of us, when you see you the way that he sees you and you're thinking about you and you start to say what he has to say, that's the truth. And that mm-hmm. truth sets you free because you're limited how you love your spouse or your kids or neighbors or enemies. All of that has a limitation based upon how well you love yourself. And that is with his love. It has to come from yeah. him, go through him and back to him. So it's not right. something. And so anyway, so it's been a big journey of learning that. And then from there, uh, I got family. And I, I didn't want to go back to the orphanage again. Church became family way of seeing it. Yeah. Uh, relationship became family. Mm-hmm. And no longer competing with one another. You already have an A+, plus, but you also have an A+. Plus and yeah. you, you started to treat people based mm-hmm. upon that A+, plus, even if they hadn't seen it yet. Right. And you started to see people the way Papa God sees them, with the eyes of love, including radical Muslims. And, but everything started a process of transformation. I started to practice the language of love. That was the language the blind eyes could see and the deaf ears could hear. Wow. So that's how it affected your ministry going forward. Once yeah. you went through that transformation, even though you were seeing salvations and healings and all of that prior, the difference was now as you were approaching them, it was all out of this unconditional love yeah. that you were pouring out that you had received from God. What was the difference in those you were ministering to? Did you see a difference between prior to the transformation to afterwards? Definitely. And I just thought about a fun story because we talked about uh, when we were at Central Baptist or Fresh Oil and New Wine. Mm. Uh, Right after this encounter, (laughs) I had just been there and I sat down the airplane and there's a business guy and I had been upgraded to first class and we were heading to England and this guy's sitting by the side of me and it's kind of a typical formal nice setting you getting ready for your bed on the plane and the guy said hi and I said hi and then of course the, <laughs> the conversation is what do you do sure and so out of me it's just well I, I'm a lover <laughs> he said I don't think you understand that you ha- you are a foreigner you don't speak English English is not your first language. I said, no, I'm Norwegian. <laughs> but he said, no, what do you do? What kind of, and it's fun. Now they speak louder and with diction. What kind of, uh, what do you do? I'm like, I receive love and I become love so I can give love. Yes. And I didn't realize before I said that, that this identity, and that started to change because suddenly now, uh, first of all, you genuinely love people and they felt mm-hmm. love. And so even if somebody there, because we see a lot of different healings, but my value was not did the person get healed or not, were they well loved or deliverance or this or prophecy. Uh, yeah. When you came from that prophetic, mm-hmm. the lens is not, it's not that, even if I saw, wow, there's fear all over that person. In the old, I would say, hey, there is a spirit of fear, let's get... But now it's like, hey, let me release a little bit of Papa's mm. love. And that perfect love just took out our fear because yes. perfect love cast out fear. Yeah. So the, everything from deliverance was different. Deliverance is not to get rid of the demon, but it's loving the person mm. and then get rid of anything that doesn't look like love mm. and are comfortable with love. So from the motivation, but also the way people were receiving it. So when demons started to humiliate people and people, I stopped it right away. No, that's my, that's mm-hmm. Papa's daughter. You're not going to, right. and you take authority. Yes. And so everything just, I'm not saying that there is not sometimes some manifestation, but we're shutting that down because I didn't want the, the people to be humiliated or right. because of I felt so clearly about the love that the Father has for each person. So, And we started to see a lot of transformation. Mm-hmm. And I started to love people for who they are instead mm-hmm. of who they are not. You stop competing with people, but mm-hmm. completing people. So you could be in a conference, so when suddenly, if it was with Heidi or if it was with whoever you were with, I thought one of the fun story was at Bethel Reading. We were doing this prophetic conference and Sean Bowles and mm-hmm. myself, yeah. we were two other speakers and Sean was at his best and things was just like, wow. And somebody behind said, hey, you're going to have to follow that. And it was on a, <laughs> what you have in your wallet and everything. So automatically, I just went in for a second and thinking as an orphan. Mm. Oh, yeah, what, what, do I, what should I say? What word? Because orphans compete with one another. Mm. Yes. Sons and daughters true. complete one another. Yes. But I'm so glad I had that language. It's like, well, Papa, that's my brother Sean. That's my brother Sean. When his stock mm-hmm. went up, my stock went up because this yes. is a family yes. business. Yes. 
Yes. And instead of this comparison and all of that weirdness and strangeness that was going, you literally started to celebrate what God was doing in other people's life. And it didn't matter who got the credit any longer because it's all a family business. Yeah. And then I started to take, uh, like Paul Yada, who is here, and and yeah. some of you are going to meet. But started also then to father people. I didn't, mm. but it started to attract people to this love because they experienced the love and they got changed by love. The marriages, their children, and it just started a tsunami wave of love that started to sweep, including the Muslim moms that mm. I was just, yes. uh, this is not to brag, but two years ago, because I think it's just such a trophy of God's grace, but yeah. two years ago in Pakistan, in Islamabad, with 400 governmental officials and top Muslim leaders and ambassadors in this room at, at Marriott, the president of Pakistan gave me the International Peace Award, but on it, it says, as an ambassador of love. Oh. And that's my assignment for, for every woman, every, every girl and every boy out there is to be an ambassador of mm. love, to represent the king that right here, we are not just visitors or on exile here in the world. Mm. No, we actually have an assignment. If that's in our homes or wherever God has called us to represent him as an ambassador of love. But it did something for me at that moment that because it's almost like the world is now recognizing, even the Muslim world, they're not to recognize what love looks like. Beautiful. And that when they are seeing that in Islam, a president of the now the largest Muslim population in the world, so I'm putting that into, so I see an incredible shift mm -hmm. in regard to it. And the relationship on my phone, uh, even while I've been here today, it's just, here's this Shia Muslim, Sunni Muslim. It does, mm. doesn't matter if it is Jews. And, but from all over, I'm getting these texts in because what you've done is you have now, I'm saying it greater than Arabic or Farsi or English or Norwegian, any language is the language of love. Amen. And you're learning how now to speak that language so that they can have an encounter with a God that looks just like oh. Jesus. I had an encounter with you, speaking of encounters. <laughs> uh, I was talking about it to Kat last night, and I literally burst into tears. I was like, oh, it just changed so much. Um, 25th anniversary at Bridgeway, you were here, and... And I was overseeing all of the event. Um, we didn't have a John Fitch yet. We didn't have the, the whole, you know, this big team that we have now. We were going through all these transitions. COVID had just finished, you know, all of these things. And we had this huge 25th anniversary and all the things had to be just right. And, mm -hmm. you know, all of this. And um, you and you were on the front row. And it was before church had actually, or before one of the session, sessions had actually started. And I came up to you and I asked you, do, do you need anything? You know, I was looking at seeing, making sure you had your um, Perrier, whatever kind of water it is, the Pellegrino water that you like. And I was, you know, making sure that you had what you needed. I said, do you need anything? And you said, I just need a hug. And I was like, <laughs> just even now, when you've worked so hard, and I felt so seen mm. in that moment, but it went beyond just that. It was the fact that you were a man in ministry, and you were not threatened by hugging me as a woman. And... um I just felt like there's something missing today that needs help, <laughs> that needs a kiss from Papa. But you kissed my head, my, my face, and you hugged me. And I felt so valued by you in that moment. But I felt that liquid love enter me. And I was like, Jesus, this man. And I watched you. You were the real deal. And the next day, I think you invited me to come, you know, have lunch with you guys. And I watched you when you were by yourself, Papa Leif. And you went, you went into Papa Peter's office and you prayed over his chair. And I saw you do that. And I just went, yes, this is someone that we can follow. This is someone that we can trust. I know other people were seeing that in you before, but I saw it. And I was someone, someone that actually had um, worked in churches before. Mm -hmm. I've been in ministry almost 20 years and have been rejected by the church. I've been told you're a square peg trying to fit into a round hole. You don't belong here. And it was not until I came to Bridgeway 
And I started having fathers and mothers Mm. speaking life over me. But then, you know, you get somebody in, in, and not to put you on a pedestal, but you have, there, there is a caliber Mm -hmm. that you are at. Mm. (laughs) And it is because of what you have stewarded with your relationship with, with Jesus. And I thank you for that. But you saw us that were working behind the scenes. Mm. You saw me, and it shifted a lot mm. in my world, and I appreciate it healed a lot of things. And so maybe can you talk to, to us uh, about just that need mm. today? And yeah. I think that, first of all, I, we can see with social media, and I think oh. maybe everyone that is watching, and I think it's maybe primary women, at least a lot of your audience, but... I think the heart cry that we're hearing now, does anybody see me? Can anybody notice me? Mm -hmm. Am I beautiful? Am I valuable? Mm. And there's that heart cry that is out there in people. And that's where Papa God comes in. I see you. You're beautiful. Mm -hmm. Shall we dance together? I I was just out of nowhere. I was just going down this prayer line, and uh, it was actually in Pennsylvania, but I just heard a story the other day. But I just got down the line, and... And there's one person that I, I, I didn't mean to, but I had forgotten. But that person I didn't know had planned to take suicide that very oh. day. It was a girl, a, a woman, kind of a middle 20s, and she was just there. To, and, and again, it was her. Does anybody even care if I yeah. exist? Mm. Some of the things the enemy has stolen, the labels of these people. Yeah. It was, it's not just being loved. It is also being wanted. Yes. Yeah. And to knowing that you're being wanted, you are not a second class, you're not a Leah, you yeah. are a Rachel. Yeah. It's that mm-hmm. feel to it. Mm-hmm. So I just said, hey, and I went back in the line I didn't know, and I said, would you dance with me? And I've only done it twice like that. So I danced with that girl, but I didn't know she had just left the dance class, which is rejected. She was rejected by a guy that led to what she was going to do to suicide. Oh, my goodness. And felt totally rejected again. And now she had come to church and felt rejected. The speaker didn't pray. And then when I danced, I was just connected to the dance. And I just started to dance with her. And when she started that, something just exploded. And she had an encounter with Papa's love. And I just think that that's what the Father God, he sees us. He notices us. He do care. He loves us. He is good. And all of those different things, when we've received that, and then that's what I want them to reflect. So one of my favorite stories from Luke chapter 15, Mm -hmm. where the father was looking. That's at the worst moment. Mm. So even when you have not taken, you have your makeup on or anything else. <laughs> yeah. no, I, I, yes. I, I, this is the prodigal son smelling like a pig. Right. He has not repented yet. Yes. I mean, he is just coming home there. Yeah. But the father is looking. Mm-hmm. The father's full of compassion. Yeah. The father's running towards him. Yeah. Then the father's embracing. Mm. And people often ask me, why do you kiss people? That's not a Norwegian thing. And no, it's because that's what Papa God did to me. Yes. It was these kisses that he mm-hmm. kissed. And, and, the, and the Greek for kissing was not just a little on his cheek. It was over and over again. Yeah. And I realize in the DNA of all of us that there's this longing for belonging. Wow. What is my place at the family table? Yeah. Do I have a special sauce to bring? Yes. And this is part of my goal is, 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 is to help each person to be able to see themselves the way that Papa God sees them. And that's what I think happened. I, I appreciate you sharing that because I, don't, I remember, but I don't remember the details. Sure. Of but I think that that's so much of my desire and my heart. And my wife is very good because she is, all, she is a server. Mm. And I remember we doing this big conference and she was just out in the kitchen. And the other speaker who's a friend just come in and yeah. kind of the way he treated them was not very kind and nice. Mm. And then my wife eventually ended up sitting by the side of me. It's like, oh, that's your wife. Oh. Oh. And my wife is like, <laughs> so she was like, <laughs> whoops. And if you know my wife, is like, I know I can yeah. so, so, which is beautiful. But she says, don't it. forget the one that cleans your bathroom. Wow. Do wow. not forget the one wow. that brought yes. toilet paper. There's yes. the one. Yes. Somebody got coffee for me, and you're yes. doing the sound and video. Thank yes. you. And yes. just so, also, she has been a gift in my life to making mm-hmm. sure that yes. I, I I do notice mm-hmm. and do recognize and, and I'm always looking for mm-hmm. some of the ones that just need that look yeah. that just need that uh, mm-hmm. I see you yeah. you're valuable wow. you're beautiful <gasps> and wow. you're lovable and <laughs> and, and I know in, in today's culture also male and female people are a little nervous but so far uh, as I'm saying I 
I, I've just seen what happens in people's life. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a whole lot mm -hmm. before people are experiencing that. The very, the love, def when we have love deficiency in our life, we have yes. God deficiency yeah. because yes. God is love. That's right. And then we look for love in the wrong places. So mm -hmm. the most issues we're struggling with, the root issue is just there's a place where love has not yet touched our hearts oh. and that's part of my heart is I want everyone to experience how good Papa God is but yes. also how loved they are and mm -hmm. then I want each person to love you the way he loves you and yes. see you the way he sees you yes. yeah. so that the enemy cannot coming in and put the wrong label on you wow. Amen. Oh. and I think that's ha that happens when they can actually experience it from us yeah. you know and yeah. so those who are healed those of us who actually are because because now I'm now and, you know, Kat knows this too, and Kat does this too, that place of intimacy that we've now gone to, yep. you know, and we're getting that fulfillment from Him alone, right? Because yeah. mm -hmm. now our role is to pour that out, is to is to take from what we can grab from you yeah. and what you have learned and the broken places in you that He has now healed. Mm -hmm. And we get to hear your stories and we get to now, you know, take whatever God has done inside of us and He takes our stories and we get to you know, begin to reflect the health and and see what God could do in someone else's life, right? And and hopefully heal these places. Um, we want to see a healthy church, right? A place where it's safe for men to be men and women to be women, but yes. to come together mm -hmm. and love each other without it being weird, yeah. without yeah. it being, but but with with it looking just like Jesus does. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. 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 And I think because, again, we talked about the upside down wall, because in the orphan mm -hmm. wall, as I'm saying, it starts in the opposite direction mm -hmm. than in family. And in family, like we talk about intimacy, but intimacy comes from the identity. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I cannot be totally connected to him until I know who I am, mm -hmm. but also know who you are. But right. then the inheritance comes, everything that is available that belongs yes. to us, that have intimacy. Right. And then the destiny. Now we can start to dream with mm -hmm. Papa God. Now we get to do things together from that place. Oh, so so this is, that, that's been so important for me is just to... That I, I always go back to being that little boy with a big papa. Oh, <laughs> yes. And that's, I love your yes. Bye. Papa. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I don't think I start crying. Just, it. oh, just think about it. Because, it. Yeah. Good. Mm -hmm. Well, Papa Leif, I feel like why this works for you, the way when we're talking about men and women and the interaction, and um, the reason that women receive it is because you're so genuine and you're a safe place. It's, it's, that's when it gets tricky is when someone is being dishonest or deceitful about it, right? But your heart is so pure about the Father's love and you bring that in such a way you genuinely have gone through that process and understand and now you bring that pure love of the Father and immediately women who might have walls up those walls are broken down mm -hmm. by that love because they've never felt that safeness before, maybe. Mm. But now they're they're presented with your heart representing Papa's heart, and all of a sudden, all those walls just melt. Mm. And that's why I feel like that works, mm. because they sense that genuine love from you. And so... Wow. That's yeah. what we need. We need this. We do. Our guys need yeah. this. Yeah. It's so good. We do. And we were joking about it earlier that lately I've done a lot of these large women's conferences. <laughs> I'm not trying to. And it's like the women, we need it. And now mm -hmm. they invite me back for the men, like Planet Shakers. I've been yes. there for a couple of years now to the women's conferences. Yes. But then also speaking into the leadership and the services. But now next year I'm going to be back for the men's conferences. Like, how did that come about? Because the wives came home and yes. they are so changed and they are so, they, they want us to experience it too. We don't want to be orphans any longer. Yes. So it's just been a fun journey of uh, I'm just recognizing daddy's little girl and the big bully. And I feel like mm. that pretty much what happened even in the garden picture mm. is we are feeling there that because religion would say is daddy is mad at his girl for messing up. Instead of the father stepping in and he looks at his little girl and he looks at the serpent that messed with the wrong girl. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's actually prophesying yes. to prophecy what's going to happen to this serpent because you mess with the wrong girl. Right. Yes. And I just Amen. found it's a word for some people out Ooh. there because where oh, the serpent has bitten you is where you have the greatest authority. Oh, amen. 
And uh, so if you're just uh, yes. looking at yes. the area, where they, why is the enemy trying to kill the baby boys? Because Moses delivers coming. Why yes. is he trying to kill the baby boys? So he goes after it. He tries shame and fear and guilt and mm. all those different things is to try to steal identity. Yes. And then, but that's where I feel like, and then the first voice that the enemy tried to silence was the first voice Jesus restored at the resurrection. Oh, the amen. voices of women. Wow. And, yes. and they were the first one that was ordained to take the gospel to apostle and men. Yes. So somebody yes. said, do you believe in women's preacher? I said, well, Jesus does. So right. He, the first one he ordained was to tell two women to tell that he was alive and tell mm -hmm. the apostles, and especially Peter, yes. according to the Book of Mark. So I'm Ooh. putting that in place just because I know there's some that maybe have been dishonored out there, women that the enemy's been trying to take your voice. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like that's that's what I see about Jesus. He restored, especially in the Middle Eastern culture, he restored the voice of women. Oh, amen. How is he doing that? Yeah. Tell us, like, do you have some testimonies of what you're seeing and what you're seeing? You know, because we know when we look at the Middle Eastern culture, it looks like, you know, women are very much on the back burner. Mm. Like, you serve your man, you don't ever... You know, it's it's it doesn't feel equal, I guess. So, what are you seeing? Some changes yeah, in the I, Middle East. And maybe in the in the in the event this week, and I, you will see some even picture of it, so you oh, kind great. of see wow. before and after. But Good. like one region I went into in the Middle East, where it is, of course, a very strict Islamic culture. Mm -hmm. Little girls was married off pretty much even before puberty. Uh, it was uh, no girls in the school system. Uh, I never got to see, over all the years I had gone to this region, I never see the women, mm -hmm. in a sense. Even if you saw something, you saw somebody with a little burqa mm -hmm. hidden yeah. behind in a corner back somewhere. But it was this, this atmosphere, and I just got so heartbroken because mm -hmm. I have three daughters, and yes. I felt, oh my God, I mean, I got three daughters, and, but it started a process, and I talked to some of the Muslim leadership that I build the relationship, and two younger leaders as the son of this, this imam and leader. And we started to dream, why is girls not in school? And I just started to ask some question and started to dream. But make the story, I will show you after the program okay. is over here. Yeah. But then suddenly, now uh, I was just there for opening the ribbon, but all these women with burqa still, but now you see the faces, they came. <sighs> And then the testimony of these women, you see them, all these Muslim women, he said, when you came here, it was like we've only known black and white, was one of them said, but now there is color everywhere, and we are dreaming. And then story after story, and I just I just wept afterwards, because like, and these little girls with his head covered coming up and said, what are you going to do? I'm going to be the health minister. What are you going to do? And things they couldn't dream before, there was nothing. So... Uh, what I realized it was just even this love message coming in of things that culturally speaking seems to be impossible. But I've seen it so many, many times over the years, even including in the Middle East, but I see it everywhere. Yeah, Wherever sure. there's religion, women are being oppressed. Mm -hmm. Wherever there is Jesus, women are always being lifted up. Oh, and you, you see that. And that's also when you know, including in marriage, if you have the Christ in you, the hope of glory, then you would start to see the way you treat women mm, yeah. is, is, is a whole different area. So. Uh, so for me, that's been, including now what's happening in Afghanistan, has just been heartbreaking to me. And yeah. I've just invited myself into this process now in Afghanistan and other places mm -hmm. to to again helping to open up the veil so that, 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 that the women can actually be restored back again how Papa God wants them to be. Wow. That's, that's part of my assignment is to restore the voices, restore the dreams, yes. restore daddy's little girl. Mm -hmm. There's a big bully that's messed with the wrong girl. That Papa God is upset. <laughs> And it's not going to war against those people, but the bully that had been bullying daddy's yes. little girl. And this is so much part of me. Anything the enemy has stolen from daddy's little girl is coming after that bully. And then to be able to restore everything that Papa God had for his little girl from the beginning. And uh, so... Wow. This, this podcast wow. is a testimony of that very thing. Yeah. Kat um, and I used to work at a church uh, together years ago. And... Um, we were, I don't, there were just things that um, we went through that were really hard, really hard things, personally, but also within the church and everything. And um, we would pray and we would, we would actually go into the sanctuary when it was dark and we would, and this was not a spirit-filled church and it doesn't matter, but um, we would prophesy we prayed over every single chair anoint them with oil all these things and we were just like on the you know just back lines just you know kind of hidden places or whatever but not treated well right not treated like we should have been you know um and to see where we are and we were just kind of in awe this is literally yeah. what our 
fifth or sixth podcast recording. Like, we're going, this is so fun. You know, that that we have people like you. We have Teresa Dedman on just recently. We're having Heidi on later today. We get Paul Udell. I mean, amazing voices that we get to sit in front of when we were just like, nobody's crying in our office because of the hard things we were going through before, not knowing the fullness of who we are. But now all of that shifted because we're hearing these messages from you. We're going to the conferences when you're here, you know, and listening to what you have to say. But 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 the culture that you are even just planting here at Bridgeway, you know, Papa Peter now speaking life and speaking that life into us and we're being valued and we're being saying and, and we're you don't have to stay a secretary. There's so much more inside of you. (laughs) And it was even you at the 25th anniversary, you prophesied over me in an area. You said, I see you standing in there. You're in a a cemetery and you start digging up graves and you're like, Papa, what is she doing? And, and, and God said to you, she's digging up dreams that have been buried for a long time. And from that time, Mm. I went and shared with a friend of mine, um, about that. And he said, Christy Joy, and he heard, he heard you because I had, I had played it for him. I said, listen to this word that Papa Leif gave me. And he listened to it and he was like, whoa. That's like word for word a song that I wrote. Wow. Because of, and he's a 20, 20, at the time he was 25 years old, this 25 year old boy. And he was like, I, I think that God wants to do something with this. So last year on 11-11, we released our song called Dreaming Again. We mm. recorded it, and it's a dance song, and it's so cool, which is so funny because I was like 51, 52 at the time or whatever um, when we recorded it, and and um, it just was one of those moments where I'm like, I am recording a song, a cool song with a 25-year-old <laughs> kid, and it's a dance song. It's like, it's like what, what do you call that? Not emo. It's a... EDM, EDM, like EDM electric dance, electric music. dance music, yeah. like that's so cool. When I used to sing in the choir at Central Baptist Church of Hickson, <laughs> you know, we have come to worship Jesus. These big, you know, glorious songs, very different. But I always wanted to do something cool. Oh, that's awesome! I wanted to do something fun that would bring people life. Yeah. You know, and here. I am today using my voice mm, Come on, yep, where the enemy yep. did try to take it. Yes. You know, he tried to shut me down. My mother left when I was 12. My husband of 13 years abandoned my daughters and I for another woman. You know, there were things that I went through that were, that caused me to shut down. But because I stayed close and connected to Jesus and just believed that there was something more that he had for me, I just kept going, yeah. you know, and I believed his word mm-hmm. and it was music. It was music that came, that always, you know, brought me back to life and I always had a big voice wow. where that big voice a lot of times was shut down in other places. When Papa Peter hurt Peter heard my voice. He said, Christy Joy, you have a breaker anointing on your voice. And that voice is welcome here at Bridgeway Church. And it's needed here for such a time as this. We need your voice. (laughs) And now he's exercising the other side of my voice, the speaking part of my voice, Mm -hmm. you know. And so... It, but this confidence because people are speaking life to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're telling me they're not, they're no longer limiting me, mm-hmm. you know? And I know that that's what you do. You do that. You yeah. don't limit, you take the limits off. Mm-hmm. And so now millions of people know Jesus because you're not afraid. You're, and you're, you're living that life of laying your life down, mm-hmm. not being afraid to losing your life. I mean, I'm sure you're afraid sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could be scary. I mean, I, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, there's no doubt about this. Um, but again, but love is greater than fear. So I still yes. do. Yes. So it's yes. not that I don't struggle. I'm sure that people struggle with fear issue. I don't. Uh, I don't want to. I've been in so many situations with guns in my mouth or <gasps> didn't know if I'm going to come back and see my wife and children. Mm. But the biggest thing is that love is the 
greater motivator and love is greater than fear so yes. so the problem is not if you have some fear but just making sure perfect love do cast out fear that you have more so love just getting so overwhelmed by his love that nothing oh. else can mm. overwhelm you yes because you're going to be overwhelmed and when i'm getting overwhelmed by fear i know that's an invitation for me to start to get overwhelmed by love again yeah it's not the fear doesn't come in i just at that moment pursue mm -hmm. love mm -hmm. and when i'm pursuing love i'm getting overwhelmed by love again and that perfect love takes away fear yes and amen wow yeah. oh that's so good i know right that's so good yeah okay well i i think we we wanted to say if there's anything that you would want to say mm -hmm. to the women or men even yeah, listening right daughters. now. Yeah. 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 Take a few minutes just to say whatever you feel. And then, then we're going to close it out with a father's blessing, yeah. if you don't mind. Yeah, that would be yeah. amazing. Yeah. First awesome. of all, thank you for just taking some of the gold and some of our journey and, and, and also for you just to stewarding your voices and mm, yeah. because I do know that there are so many people out there that this is going to bless just Thank just you. what you're doing but it's also your journey your story and yeah. your life yeah. and uh, just uh, sensing also that there is a lot of people and the picture uh, soon you're going to probably also see Paul Yada who is one of my, my spiritual sons but uh, I remember one of the years I visited the Philippines that picture just came to my mind where I, I used to study eagles and was doing a lot of messages and and then I saw this one eagle and it was in the cage and I just saw the sadness of the eyes of this the Filipino eagle which is the national symbol and I just realized this eagle has been hitting this lid over and over until eventually decided I'm not going to I'm not going to try this again and it settled to be in a cage because it didn't want the pain of disappointments mm -hmm. and I just felt even right now that there's many people out there that there's been a lid or limitation maybe people put it on you or perhaps you put it on yourself or perhaps it is too painful and the scripture verse that comes to my mind is hope defer has made your heart sick but in this season, you're going to start to desire again and dream again. It is the tree of life. And I felt I just want to release that right now because you are an eagle and you were born to soar. And I know that many of us, I just want you to know you're not the only one. Many of us, we've been hit, hit, hit mm -hmm. that lid so many different times. And mm -hmm. the tendency, I don't want to risk too much because if I lower my expectation, I don't have to live with disappointment. For some of you, that's in marriage or perhaps that's with that prodigal son or I don't know what your area is, but you had lowered your expectation. If I don't expect much from God, I don't have to feel that pain of disappointment but he's going to heal that today so i just release that over you right now and that the lid over your life is going to be lifted in the name of jesus christ yes. you were born to soar and there is no longer a spirit of fear he says i've not given you a spirit of fear but i've given you a spirit of power because you are powerful and he's giving you a spirit of love because you are lovable. And he's giving you a sound mind because you are a wise person. There's wisdom all over you. And even at this moment right now, uh, that I'm just seeing also another scripture verse that come to my mind, Luke 19, 10, where the Bible says, Jesus came to save that which was lost. Not just those that was lost, but that which was lost. So I'm just speaking over you. Any area where the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy, mm -hmm. I encourage you to write a little list of those different areas in your life because Jesus came to save that which was lost. So I just release over you double for your trouble. So mm -hmm. the three areas that the biggest attack has been against my life, the three biggest giants that I have faced is the three areas that I have the greatest authority. So I'm here just to say shame of you. Anyone that have looked in the mirror and shame is speaking, shame will tell you who you are not. Papa God will always tell you who you are. And fear and guilt. So if you're looking in your past, there is guilt. You're looking in the mirror, there is shame. Or you're looking in the future, there is fear. He's going to remove that off you today because he is not giving you a spirit of fear. So free from shame, free from fear, free from guilt. Jesus took all of that and he gave you an A plus on your report card. And it is a season for you to love you the way that he loves you. And for some of you, put some boundaries around your life because you are very valuable. And boundaries is like you're putting a fence around a beautiful garden, but you have a beautiful garden. And to protect what comes in and out, because you're going to value you the way that he values you. And you're going to love you the way that he loves you. So I'm blessing the rest that's internal and the external, the rest of your life. And Father, I just thank you for this podcast. And I'm just also asking that this love virus is going to start to spread and it's going to be contagious. That the 
everyone that is listening here is going to tap and is going to give hope by just sensing that there's this hope going along with the love virus. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So when people get in touch with his love, I'm actually being seen. He sees me. He notices me. He knows me. He knows exactly where I was at. And he is a good, good father. And he cares for me. Even when I walk through the valley of shadow of death, he is there. And he's preparing a table even before my enemies. He is there. My papa is there. And he is with me. And if he is for me, who can be against me? So just release over you right now. A tsunami wave of the father's love just starts to sweep and sweep and touch the deepest hidden core pain in your life. And allowing that love just to touch, well, to touch those areas right now. Let it go deeper. Oh, let him love on you in a way that you've never been loved before. I just saw this picture that came to my mind. I've seen this many, many times where Papa God is just taking his little girl or his boy, and it's like the ocean, and he takes you into the ocean. You say, what are you doing, Papa? He says, I'm going to take you into the ocean on my love. And first he touches your feet the way you walk, and then he touches your knee. And then even as you're going deeper and deeper, and finally you're like, no, no, I don't know if I can go any deeper. I'm going to drown. And he said, that's exactly what I do. I'm going to drown you in my perfect love. Well, you are in my love and my love love is in you and you feel I'm not able to breathe no that's how you start to live and move and have your being it's like a fish in water it becomes alive an eagle in the sky it becomes alive you in that ocean of the father's love the little girl and the little boy you become alive and that's where you were born to move and to have your being so I bless that over you right now in Jesus name in Jesus name amen amen, amen. amen. oh my word well I'm a mess over here <laughs> Jesus. Wow. I didn't bring my makeup wow. with me, so I can't help you. Know, <laughs> do you know that I actually packed my makeup and I left it at home? I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to be a blubbering mess today, and it's all good. good. Jesus yes. likes me just like yes. I am, yeah, right? right? I love that. Thank yes. you so much Thank again you. for being here. What an incredible time. And yeah. I really have high expectations for this weekend, yes. um, but also just for those who get to go back and listen to this over and over. Be reminded of how loved. Loved yes. They are. So we love you, Papa Lynn. My goodness. You're just we like our you. favorite. Just yeah. love, love, love you so much. Yes. And just, um, yeah, just honor you. Yes. Um, thank you for your time. And and we just bless you. We just ask, Lord, that you would just yes. give back an overflowing yes, Lord. A measure, Lord, um, yes. to Papa Lave God. Thank you for how you are resurrecting dreams in his yes. own yes. life. Lord. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the new levels and the new things that you have ahead of him. Yeah. Father, we just ask that you would um, anoint everything that he does this weekend, Lord. Just I know it's just going to come out of his own sonship, mm. what happens this weekend, mm. Lord. But Father, we just pray that there would be um, that presence of your Father's love that would come out mm. of him because of the places that you've taken him. Father, I pray for healing, for miracles, signs, wonders, yes. God. Father, we ask Ask for greater measures in the Muslim countries, Lord, in these places in the in the yes. Middle East, God, that he gets to go. Father, but we thank you for the multiplication that is on his life, not yes. only in his own physical family, but, Lord, his spiritual family. Amen. Lord, as, as sons and daughters are being raised up, that they will raise up more sons and daughters. Yes. They will become, yeah, and he'll become grandfather. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for who he is, what he carries, God. What a blessing. Yes. Thank you for making him. Thank you. What a beautiful thought it was that you had when you yeah. created Leif Hetland. Yes, Lord. Just precious, precious man of God. Yes. Yeah, we just love him so much, and we love you, Jesus, so much. Yes, Lord. And listeners, we love you. Thank yes. you for listening, and we can't wait to share our next podcast with you. We'll see you next time. Yes.